What's going on? It's CJ Today Slayer from the Upgrade America Podcast 2.0. We coming at you a little bit late. This is episode 24. Um, talk a lot about geopolit- geopolitical issues, trade, Bitcoin. We get into it a little bit. We talk about celebrity politicians. We talk about Gen Z getting into the politics and other such items we also discuss tech what it's like our journey going into the tech industry and like share subscribe shout out to all you upgraders out there be blessed be prosperous and always remember to upgrade america or whatever country you're at you know because we international out here (laughs) peace Again, it's on Peace World. Whoops, they messed it. We are rolling. Peace World. All our upgraders and our haters watching the show. If you don't know, on the show, we're talking about Bitcoin, or I ran about Bitcoin in theory. No price predictions or anything about that. We're talking about the having today. A little tech behind that. CJ has a really awesome rundown about. A lot of other topics we're discussing beyond that. This is Upgrade America. <laughs> we're also brainstorming ways to do just that. CJ the Day Slayer over there in Orlando. Tell us what's going on in your world, man. Your uh, it just finished storming. I'm ready for this episode. We're coming to you on Monday because work scheduling issues. Um, you, know. you know, we just adapting keep rolling um adapt and overcome cool um shout out to ig i think this episode 24 24 yeah 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 so trying to keep track of that all right get into it man bitcoin education what's having okay so what makes bitcoin so valuable is beyond the that you can move billions of dollars around in a second for less than $10 and, and no one can take it from you because of the security. What makes it so valuable is its scarcity. So when you think about the dollar, right? Did you, did you get a stimulus check, CJ? Yeah, I think I did. I got, I think was they gave out two, one or two, I think. Gave out two. Fun fact about Bitcoin and the stimulus check, if you would have purchased, and I hate doing shoulda, woulda, coulda scenarios. However, mm-hmm. if you would have purchased Bitcoin with your first stimulus check, well, at a time, it would have been over nine grand, plus or minus. Mm. With this whole stimulus thing is that the government is literally giving money away, not just mm-hmm. to people, but to businesses and organizations. Just let that marinate. So it's like, ultimately, that kind of leaves in with inflation. So it's like, if everyone has a million dollars, like, a million dollars ain't nothing. Because we all have a million dollars. So when governments are, are, are giving away cash, it devaluates it. And here's another something you must consider, right? 
does perhaps you can poll our audience who saves in cash like who has a savings account hmm I do I think if I had to put a just a rough percentage mm-hmm. I would say maybe 40 to 50 percent of people have a savings account now how much do they put in it on a regular basis is probably the question I mean, you would to use it to utilize it as a means of like savings not like yo this money's in here but i use it i pay groceries and everything i mean like yo this is where i'm putting up the money for for generations for future wealth Mm. and when you have cash and you consider the time valuation of, of money meaning the longer you now said it best million dollars ain't what they were yesterday inflation mm-hmm. <laughs> like every year your money is worth less think about it. bitcoin however because it has programmed scarcity it's a way to hedge against that inflation so today i want to rant about the having real quick the having is just a it's just in the Bitcoin code, every four years, it's like, hey, it's going to get harder to generate one Bitcoin. It's going to take more electricity, more computational power to generate one Bitcoin. Essentially, this is programmable scarcity. This ensures that, hey, Bitcoin is not being pooped out like so fast because think about as time progresses, technology progresses engineering progresses right so that means like if energy production and let's just say 2009 when bitcoin emerged is was harder than than it is now like I, i dare say we're producing energy harnessing energy even if you consider how solar panels are improving energy harnessing is improving hence the bitcoin code accommodates for that it's like saying like oh i see that everyone's getting solar panels and it's getting easier to get energy so the programming the having is kind of like programmable scarcity and historically around every having and they tend to correlate around the elections the next bitcoin having is 2024 there tends to be like this super not volatile but there's enormous growth around these times and yeah bitcoin isn't doing anything it's like poking it's trading sideways it's like a it's sleeping you know but there's a lot of speculation that it will emerge and hit the moon 2024 upgrade america but yeah <laughs> rant is long enough please cj what else we got on the rundown or if you if you have any questions or comments please let me know um no i when i when you said having i kind of the thought of it is like i guess stock splits or something like that that's kind of what i was thinking of Um, it's like the level it's uh the reward is, is is less for for bitcoin miners Mm-hmm. But uh, in a nutshell. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you know me. Uh, let's see. You brought Just up an interesting that, thing. That little 
chunk that you got, man, and just forget about it. You said what? Hold that chunk of Bitcoin you got and just forget about it, man. Yeah, and he gave me the Bitcoin. <laughs> you're going to check it in like five years and you're like, whoa, I'm a millionaire. <laughs> but that million dollars ain't going to be what they were yesterday. Yeah, I, I gotta, I gotta purchase some. So, um, the, we're gonna talk about celebrities and politics, right? So, Ronald Reagan was one of the first. What I think he was the first celebrity that was a politician, if I remember, I like celebrity, like actor or something. I know he was an actor. He, he was, a, he was a popular actor. But to as far as I know, yeah, he he may be one of the the first yeah i think he was the first to be a uh, at least to be a president yes um we had famous presidents based on you know like dwight eisenhower and you know stuff like that but okay so we were talking about donald trump he did reality tv yeah. dr oz is running for senate in, in pennsylvania why are more celebrities leveraging their base and status for political power? We talked about how Michelle Obama and Jay-Z should team up for the Democratic ticket for 2024, as well yes. as Rock and DeSantis, uh, Ron DeSantis from Florida, my governor here, and The Rock, the actor, um, should team up on a Republican ticket. We asked Twitter who would emerge on top in a hypothetical 2024 presidential election. So let's talk about this from your purview. Okay, um, I'm really curious to see the, the data from, from your side. You you ran the survey. Yeah, it was just, it was very small. It wasn't like a whole bunch of people, but I think it was, it was, it was interesting. I think, um, okay, that's one, you look. But I mean, while you're searching, I'll give you my uh -huh. input on it. So, this is just the philosophical side of okay. that. Power is either given or it is taken. Mm -hmm. So, let that sink in. But take it in the perspective of celebrity. How many celebrities are self-made? How many celebrities put themselves on? Because if someone else gave you power and they don't want you to run for office, they can take that power away. They can cripple you. And that's my theory on why a lot of celebrities don't leverage that power for political office. Now, let's take a look at Donald Trump. Okay. And for at least for his legacy, for what he claims, he is self-made. His father threw him uh, a million or so, and then he turned it to a billion, which I, you know, whatever. That's just a pretty big turnaround. At the same time, you don't hear him. Maybe he's in bed with these, these, uh, these entities now. Maybe he's doing deals with them now, but they did not give him his power. At least that's mm -hmm. my hypothesis. What do you think? Yeah, based on how it was framed, how it appeared. Um, they didn't. They didn't. Um, was I'm sorry. They didn't give him his power. He was basically self-financed, but he took campaign contributions. Um, but I think that was just really for additional marketing or whatever. It wasn't 
like he really needed it. Um, no, no, I, no. What I'm what I'm talking about is like Donald Trump. We're we're we're, we're talking about his political power, which he gained independently. But we're talking mm-hmm. about his fortune. We're talking about his, his his fortune. He gained that independently as well. Like for instance, let's take a. I don't. I didn't do a deep enough dive into him. Yeah, I mean, uh, his, I'm going off his, of the legend of, of the legend of Donald Trump. That his, yeah. his father threw him some money. He made some real estate deals. They went well for him, and he turned that into a billion dollar organization. I didn't audit him, but let's take yeah. other. Uh, to take other. And I don't have a, a hard, how do you say, uh, example of puppets, of people that the, the rap game is full of them, of, hey, yo, I made this guy, and I own this guy, and this puppet does what I what I say so. Like, the, the hip-hop game is full of those. Like, could a person like that say, hey, now I'm going to run for office? No. A person pulling the strings would be like, nah, son, play your part. Sit in the corner and cut. Like, they don't, that's just my opinion on why I think people don't leverage that like celebrities are not independent they are not free they're if you're noticing now they're coming out with where they're leaning who owns them and and things of that like elmo got vaccinated whatever i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) no it's all good now um i think it's very few people since we'll keep it to hip-hop very few people could manage to do what you said, run without having to worry about being puppeted, so to speak. So, and that's really only like the pup, the puffies, the maybe Dr. Dre, maybe Master P. We mentioned Jay Z on, yeah. on with Obama, and again, if you listen to the the legend of Jay Z, like he is self-made i don't believe while he does do business with some very powerful entities like barclays among among others like he still gained his fortune like whether it's from hustling in the rap game he did that it's no one like i'm again i didn't do a deep dive and i didn't audit him no no one gave him a bone like like here no one gave him a bag so I, I dare say he he could. It would still be very risky, but he could. He could move any way he wanted to. You seen? Uh, he was very bold with the Black Republican song. Mm-hmm. When when that came out, it was a, it was a very bold statement because yeah. the Democrat owned the Black vote. So for for Nas and Jay Z both to come out and like like a few like while it seems subtle and it seems hip hop, it was a very bold statement. Mm-hmm. I think I can't really find the results. I had to dig through them because I got mm-hmm. ongoing and logging in out here is annoying. But basically, from the poll, just a few people like participated in it. They said The Rock. I think everybody's slanted towards The Rock and Ron DeSantis mm-hmm. actually versus um, Michelle and, uh, and Jay Z. Yeah, which. Why do you think that is? I, I don't know. I think because of the rock star power, I don't know if people really know his politics. I don't know him as in depth, but I've heard, I've seen a couple of things that made me suggest like he's a strong leaning Republican. Um, I see that too. 
Yeah. But I think it's the whole. He does have a strong man image, which yeah. is for uh, for a political figure. Um, and then I think it was the percentage that was like neither or something like that, and then, but I think it would be. Actually, I think it would be a good race, and I think it would energize voters. To be honest, give them something to I look forward would, to. I I agree with that too, and for you know, I'm just curious why someone else has to see that the people in these parties, and surely they they gotta leverage this in the future, leverage celebrities directly in the office in the future. Because when you think about what uh what Biden what Biden's doing, right? He's reading from teleprompter. And who better to do that than an actor? Who better to sell an agenda to convince you than an actor? Well, again, we're just speculating. I think we do yeah, ourselves. Yeah, we are, but I think that would be an excellent race because, oh, I had seen something real quick. John Stewart, the former, uh, host of the daily show i don't know yeah. if you remember that they were talking about he needed to put his bid in for running and i was like he's a good too actually you're saying for president of, yeah interesting i think he'd be excellent because i've watched his new series um what is it the problem with america or something to that effect and he talks about these things that we talk about on upgrade america and he has different guests on from both, you know, experts from wherever. And he has the hard conversations. All right, what are we doing to fix this? And he holds these people accountable, these experts, like explain this to like me and layman's turn. Like he he pushes the envelope with these things. And we need somebody like that in office at this point. And I think he would be actually an excellent candidate. Granted, I know you and I have been talking about this, and this is part of this topic, that we need to get younger in politics. But I think he's healthy enough and mentally, he has mental acuity to run the country compared to what we have now, which you can see his health is questionable. His mental capacity is questionable. I was gonna say because I saw Biden uh, when he busted his butt on a bike, and he has some yeah. pretty buff legs, man. For uh, what? How old is he? Seventy something. Seventy-eight. To be yeah. fair, like yeah, I, 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 I pray that I am biking and 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 have buff legs like Biden when I'm in my seventies. But as far as his mental uh, cognitive. Yeah, that is questionable, which brings me, I want to inject real quick that I think there should be like some sort of third party test, not a requirement, but something that every candidate does and even include a fitness test in there too. But it's just like, you don't have to do it, but it's just like, hey, if you do this, the public can gauge who's a better candidate. There. Yeah, more information. Absolutely. Yeah. And so... I shared a podcast with Cam about Gen Zers are actually able to run for offices now in House of Representatives and local and state um, elections. And I don't know what you got from, I don't know if you listened to it, but I listened to it and it was kind of disappointing because I'm thinking like how we think, like we're trying to shake up the system, disrupt and start coming up with solutions to problems. 
But what I mm-hmm. gathered from that, it was by NPR. Um, they tend to be right up the middle, but you know they they'll let you know who financed the episode or whatever. They'd be like, "Oh, corporate sponsor, da 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 da." So they all put that up front. So, but I go for the information. You know what I'm saying? So they made it seem like they're pretty dug in too. Like these people, like you had um, MAGA candidates, and I'm like, wait a minute, like. <laughs> You're you just turning 25 and you're believing in this already? Like, I, really? You don't have your own mind? Like, it's young. It really starts young. Yeah. And if the parents are are hard body with that and with those values, it's going to be uh, prevalent in the kids, and those kids will run up for office one day. So this made me re- uh, raise the question to cam is there really hope for political change if this youth is coming in highly polarized just getting in not even being seasoned and weathered and all that like just getting in they're already like i'm MAGA. this is what i'm sticking to like are you going to work to abolish political parties we need to because their whole purpose exists their whole reason for existence is to retain and gain power it ain't for you it ain't for me it's not for the american people it's the party the party the party and and that's it so george washington slave owner and all but like he, he had a brilliant concept with like yo these political parties yo they gonna get out of control and he peeped that he peeped that in the 1700s and here we are you know, uh, 2022 and MAGA and Democrats and all that crazy, yeah. crazy leftist ideas. I don't know. Is this kind of a little disappointing? I'm excited because you get some youth, but I'm like, are things really going to change? You know, like we got to wait for all the elders to die out. But who's the next elders up? Isn't that like baby boomers, then Gen X, right? I really, I really can't say, but what I do speculate yeah. on is like, you see the game now, but is it just people moving up in ranks? Like, people in office are getting strings pulled by someone else. But mm-hmm. would it just be like, yo, younger blood in office and then other string, the, I don't know. But um, we need more transparency in office to ensure yeah. that the things aren't aren't occurring yeah that's true we got uh, a here locally i I, want to inject one more new rule yeah go ahead we gotta find a way (laughs) and they hate me for this but we need a citizen veto man we Mm. need a citizen veto like when both parties have lost their freaking minds and they're they're passing legislation that does not benefit the people if not jeopardizes their safety and liberty like we need a citizen veto Mm. i like that citizens veto i'm with that yeah sometimes they both suck (laughs) i agree well i'll say like this roe versus wade yeah. They can't just be like, oh, we're Supreme Court. We know better than you. And then what? And you're going to affect the lives of 300 plus million Americans? Yeah. Citizen veto. So, yeah, we need that. I'm saying we can't get out of hand with it. We can't just be like, keep hitting yeah. it like a, like a little button. But, I mean, like, 
surely we do our lawmakers can facilitate this process well would they want to is the question well <laughs> I love the Roman Empire man because there's still thousand years of history Cincinnatus oh Cincinnati is named after him long story mm-hmm. short he had absolute power the citizens gave him absolute power and then he relinquished it and retired as a farmer he's like okay I handled the emergency with absolute power and gave the citizen back to the city I bring him up to say that it would take <laughs> an entire senate of that caliber mm-hmm. to implement to give up power Mm. And we, we already discussed the notion of these parties and their 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 agents is yeah. to gain retain it. So to, to give up a, an ounce of it, forget it. But it is wishful thinking. It would be nice right. to have. So we we're talking about uh, our tech journeys and opportunities within the tech industry. So Ooh. right now, go ahead. Oh no, lead it off, Excel. Nah, slavery. I had to um go through all the Microsoft Office stuff because I've been out the game for a minute. So now I'm on the IT Fundamentals and then I have uh, A+, which is IT Fundamentals is like, all right, this is what you're going to be dealing with. This is an introduction to IT. A+, is like help desk stuff. Like you call up, hey, you need to do this, this, this. Then it goes, I think, I forgot which one goes next, Network+. Plus. And then I think it's Security Plus for me and my program. Security Plus is what I, I, I looked into, and that opens a lot of doors for the cybersecurity yeah. industry. I want to say it may be a requirement for uh, if you're doing cybersecurity in the, the federal government. Yeah. Maybe those required certs. I've been talking to other peers and people that are in the industry, and they were saying, mm-hmm. like, jump to security plus first but it all depends because sometimes you need to do like say network plus before you do security plus for certain positions or what companies are looking for but um all my friends that i served with matter of fact uh, mm-hmm. in Amazon, they were telling me like yeah like what you're doing is good like with those certs you'll be in good shape so um it has got a little more challenging a little more where i have to dig in a little deeper i gotta study a little more find the groove a lot of terms a lot of stuff like that so i'm trying oh, to find yeah. the most efficient way to retain and learn the material so that's what i've been kind of game planning then you know my work schedule has changed a lot so that makes it a little more difficult too um right now i'm trying to balance um oh yeah you gotta juggle bro huh you gotta juggle sometimes yeah, yeah. I mean, I've done it. I got my degree working full time and all that. Cool. But it's different. I say it gets different as you get older, though, because of you're just older. You like you want to conserve your energy for like certain things. You want to pace yourself for certain things. You don't want to be like expending so much energy. Um, so I think that's honestly a part of what I struggle with. I'm like, man, I already did all this before. But then another part of me knows all I got to do is do it for a short amount of time and I'm done. True. And then I can be working and then I'll be already in that mindset, in that environment and be easier. And then I, you'll be growing and uh, you'll just exactly. be learning at work too. I exactly. want to connect about the cybersecurity aspect because this is something you can, we as physical security defenders, or, or. you could never have enough security. 
like no. you can never have enough. So this industry is booming. It is. It can be a challenge to penetrate it. However, the credentials that CJ mentioned, they can be a, a plus. It can be overwhelming because cybersecurity encompasses everything. The how do you say that the the device to open your phone, facial recognition. That is one aspect of cybersecurity that needs to be secure. You don't have to master it, everything. Like essentially, one of these positions, you're gonna be either like on a specific side of that and fine tuned on that area, and and, and that will be your expertise. Yeah.、Um, a little bit on my my tech path, like I do business systems analyst work, so I root cause analysis, finding and and troubleshooting. At the same time, I don't feel there is a barrier between me and the technology. Meaning, I don't code, and I'm learning to code now with Python. And yeah, Python, I want to shout out Python, particularly the 100 Days of Code Challenge. This is available on Udemy. Perhaps I'll、uh, drop a link in there. But Python is a really cool language because it was designed for kids. <laughs> so I'm like, man, kids can learn this, and I can learn it, and it's very straightforward. And it's it's amazing because this is one of the preferred languages that developers are using to talk with artificial intelligence,、mm. and very and robots and very complex machines. And I heard a wonderful podcast about learning the code. And the biggest takeaway with it is that you're learning to communicate with a with your machines.、Mm, okay. Like we all think about the, you know, the Terminators and, and things like that, and those robots where they're speaking English. Like that's them using communicating with us. But when learning the code is taking the initiative to learn to talk to your machine, and it's very basic. It's crude, but eventually you can you can learn to make, you know. Machines, not just applications, but robots, everything,、mm-hmm. every type of, of machine works with code, and this industry is booming. It's、yeah. very slow growth, which I think that's why it's intimidating, because everyone thinks they're gonna pick up a keyboard and they're gonna build the next.、Uh, I don't know what's the latest video game, Call of Duty, or、yeah. not. It's not. It's very slow growth, but. There's a lot of opportunities. We talked about in Upgrade America about self-driving trucks, and you know the controversy around truckers learning the code. It's a slow process. So as technology takes over everything, learn to communicate with it. Learn to work with it. Definitely, I want to recommend Python. Throw that out there. Salesforce is another emerging tech. They have a really awesome.、Uh, Platform where you can. I deal with that a lot at work, actually.、I、do you really? Yeah. I would I advise you to get the, one of the Salesforce certifications. I'm like, here to. Once that opens a lot of doors, and it's an immediate salary increase with that, and that's why I want to throw out to our upgraders the value from here: certifications that will that will immediately boost your your salary, and that's a that's a Salesforce admin. Well, yeah. As soon as you throw, you like yo. I'm Salesforce admin certified. Immediate bump in salary. 
AWS, Amazon Web Services. Yeah, most people know about Amazon through for the little smiling packages and the trucks we see across the interstate. But when I tell you that, if you're watching us, you're probably watching it on AWS. Don't even know it. This technology is encompassing the globe. It's <laughs> democratizing a process that used to take teams of more or less server maintainers. Like you'd have to pay mad guys to sit in a room and maintain a server, but now AWS can allow people to do that. So learning these skills, learning these certifications, immediately, it, 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 it's an increase in salary. But at the same time, Salesforce, AWS. PMP, which is your project management uh, certification. I've seen that. This, these are the certifications that will open doors to remote work. I could rant all day about the benefits of that, spending time with your kids and your pets and doing meetings in your underwear. Like, that's another <laughs> episode. Yo, I shout out to uh, uh, Biomedic Tech, my boy from uh, peace, Carolina, peace. Swamp Fox, let's represent. Peace, Swamp um, Fox. You know, I, I always see him checking in. Appreciate. Yeah, no doubt, man. Um, but yeah, I'm sorry to interrupt that part. Nah, man, I ran it on. Tech is my. This is nah, I, tech I, is I, my. I, tech is my passion. Man. I'll talk all day. But what I've else been, you got on the thing? Or go I've ahead. Been, I've been indirectly techy through necessity growing up because I was the one to hook up our first PC. I was the one to hook up my printer. I was the one to install stuff. So I've been in it, but I've kind of been like, ah, you know, and then so now here I am. I While I loved my tenure in the, you know, U.S. Air Force Security Forces, whoa. Whoa. yo, being like in Humvees, in foxholes, <laughs> in the jungles and deserts and stuff like that, away from tech, I had like a 10 year lapse. Yeah. Like yeah. when they're like, go in there and do a double-sided copy. I'm like, no. Yeah, <laughs> that's that. true. That is true. <laughs> yeah. Like when they tell you like, oh, break down that, break down that Mark 19 grenade launcher. And I'm like, yes, sir, with my eyes closed. Like, yeah. But no, true. double-sided copies and, and Excel. <laughs> Like when they wanted yeah. me to do a roster for, like, or even when they're like, okay, here's the here's the password for the leave roster. I'm like, yo, Sue, put that in for me. I ain't touching no spreadsheet. Word. <laughs> nah, um, you wanted to talk about um, Putin declared American world order ending, which, well, you said an average empire lasts 250 years, something like that. Yeah. Or We're getting close. We got what four years left? Um, is it really? Oh wow, man, that's close. I, I, I think we're at like 246 years. 246, yeah, I did. Yes. Wow. So yeah. So then all this, uh, all the signs are are, are true. But yeah. uh, it seems to be stemming around a lot of of, of geopolitical issues. Oh yeah, dollar for one. Yeah. It's like, um, wow, reading Art of War, even playing a little chess, it almost seems like Putin forced, Putin wanted the sanctions. He wanted the sanctions to show the vulnerability in the American dollar. 
that's the way I haven't looked at it. That's a good point. Because they're getting ready to launch China, Russia, and France, BRICS. They're getting ready to launch their super currency. And remember, you gotta sell it. Not, I mean, of course, you gotta sell it to trade it, man. But you sell it to the people. And the selling point be for the people. One, I talked about how the United States government, Federal Reserve, what have you, they can just print trillions, trillions of cash, essentially making your cash worth less because it's it's uh, more more money is on on the supply. That BRICS currency, the China Super Russian currency, they're not doing it. Mm-hmm. And additionally to that. The American government showed the world that politics will force them to freeze your funds. I'm not. I still. I don't buy that China is not going to freeze your money if you don't play ball with them. But that's still a selling point that that Putin can, can use. It's interesting because you're seeing all these deals. Like, then we just do other agreements with Saudi Arabia. Then. Israel, I think us and Israel came to some agreement to make sure Iran is like still the bad guy. And, but Israel's playing like both sides. And then <laughs> you got other people, you still got China going around, just going on their campaign of economic deals with all these countries, which they're copying our model of, you take advantage of each nation's situation to ultimately take control that they fail to pay back loans etc cetera, etc cetera. so now you own everything because you've already put the money in the infrastructure da, 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 da. so it is a very interesting time to see how this plays out and then you gotta uh you gotta think about that gold that was once discovered, that was just recently discovered in uganda yeah and then uh <laughs> i do believe they have a deal going on going on with them That's oh you know they're gonna be fighting for that u.s but, and everybody's gonna be fighting for that control of that i don't think the u.s has a i don't i don't think they have a prayer because their AFRICOM was late meaning the the african command that the department mm-hmm. of defense set up it was it was late it, my understanding, it was set up as a response to China's, uh, how do you say, uh, not assertion, but China's uh, influence in Africa. And they're like, whoa, 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 this is getting out of control. But we've, we've been there forever, though. China's kind of, China's just coming to the party within the last, what, few years. We've mm-hmm. been there for a minute, though. You got to think, since Black Hawk Down, we've been around there. So that's what, 93-ish? No, we've always been there. I, I don't know when our um, infrastructure, as far as militarily, how long we've been there. But um, we've always been there, I think, for the most. We've been there for a minute. China's just coming back around. But being there and having good relations are two different things. That's yeah. true. Well, somebody, I, I read about these African nations that are starting to regret those economic deals that they're making with China because they see it comes with, which um, I don't know. And to be fair, China buys up a lot of stuff in America too. And all these so-called patriots and all this, they use the right and selling off all kind of stuff to China. Could that be the Achilles heel 
to capitalism that everything is for sale even the country itself i think i think for america yes because mm. it seems like greed is our number one problem i i agree and greed that's over, greed over country i hate to say it but you know those in power greed over country and again we, we got what is it less than four years to save the american empire before it crumbles how do we how do we how do we upgrade america man america doesn't want those changes they don't want those changes bro i think america needs to to wake up smell the coffee Yo, I mean, we already given the blueprint. We know the feds is listening. They watching. Like, bring us on. If you want us to do it, we'll do it. No problem. <laughs> but there is, a, as we mentioned, everything's for sale, even the country itself. That could be the end game. It could have already been sold. It could have been uh, the possibility exists. Uh, this, this place could have been sold uh you know decades ago and then the fine print's gonna settle in 2050 or no no not 2050 it'll be 2020 what four years from now is it really this uh this coming election what 2026 would it be 2026 i think but that means four years four years from now (sighs) that's where you were wrong man well you asked another question um, could America manage two full-scale wars versus, i.e., Russia and China, plus a civil war sponsored by both foes? Like, explain that part. What do you mean by that? You talking about here in the U.S. civil war? Yes. Uh, I mean by that, and uh, just from experience, I've learned that... I've learned that most crises are exacerbated by parties that stand to gain from them. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is like, yeah, all this racism, all this bipartisan uh, party division and stuff like that, mm-hmm. it exists. It's a real thing. But I feel that it's being exacerbated by uh, other sides by influences like for instance uh, i left the facebook groups the facebook political groups because i believe they were highly influenced or infiltrated by like russian bots uh-huh. even uh just weird psyops that they would push like they would have a picture of a black person but saying racist things against black people and just just weird stuff you see on these yeah these groups but I can go on, that's another episode in itself. Why yeah. I say that I believe they would sponsor a civil war because do Russia and, and China want the world? Of course. Do they want America? Of course. But they can't take America. America has to eat itself. And then you may have the carcass. Like, yeah. there's too many guns in, in America to do a direct invasion. So you must have have the black people and the white people fight each other. Have the Republicans and the Democrats fight each other. Yeah. Have the gays and the straight people fight each other. Have all this division and then all this uh, 
and then through all that chaos, then you can conquer. Like you said it before, Empire Falls. Like it's, it's not it's the end of it's not just the end of the end of the show. Empire Falls, yes, there's a temporary power vacuum, a little bit of anarchy, and then somebody comes in and they set up shop and they like, yo, this is a new constitution, this is how we do business. Yeah. And Yeah, that's just speculation. To answer your question, yeah. No, no I don't think so. What do yeah. you think? The Civil War aspect is where, yeah, we would be done. Because then you I have think to fight within inside the military, and then you no, I don't think so. Yeah, and yeah. that's why I think this all the division needs to crumble because even when I catch myself getting mad when you know I'm getting triggered, I know that yo, it's really I feel that it's I am we are all just pawns in this mm-hmm. geopolitical game to fight one another so this thing falls apart yeah I can see that um, I would think most people and I'm thinking I'm, I'm reflecting based on both of our travels right domestic mm-hmm. you did that whole road trip and all you talked about was how generous people were for the yep. most part and you went through the whole U.S. basically. You went through the whole swath of the U.S. And just my interactions when I was just in Indiana and Pennsylvania um, for work, when I was working on the road, I had no issues. Did I go in areas where I felt uncomfortable? Yeah, I did. Like, all right, I see a lot of Like, But... I didn't have any negative interactions, so I got to go off of that. We always talk about, you know, you you can call me whatever, as long as you don't try to physically harm me, because you do have freedom of speech. You don't have freedom of touch, though. And that's something <laughs> you know? I um, I respect the freedom of speech, and I just have to be more cognizant of how freedom of speech symbols i.e. flags and stuff affect me and yeah unfortunately America the America is that's what it's about it's like oh you can say what you want to say even if it offends you and yeah we gotta preserve it but um at the same time I think we gotta grow past some of these uh antiquated uh symbols of hate um I know you brought up a philosophical question about big jab co-credits artificial intelligence for expediting product development of the mrna jab how is ai used in u.s defense engineering is it capable of covertly creating technology we perceive as ufos so you brought this up um yeah um it's, it's fascinating, and theoretically, I went through the exercise, right? They're saying, yo, we were able to roll this out in one year rather than five years yeah. with the help of artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. And let's just say, I don't know the data, but let's just say it works more efficiently as well. My mind began to spin on this entire, our entire reality, this world, is it with, we live in a world with things that man has created mm-hmm. and God but 
could you imagine what machines will create? And when they do, will we be able to perceive what it is? And could it fool us, or will we perceive it to be something extraterrestrial? I mean, I think didn't you send me that video of um, AI creating something? Yeah. Like creating stuff, and I was sitting there like, oh, well, this is where we're going to. Like, it made me sad in a way, though. Like, in one instance, yes, it comes in handy for situations like the blip. Even though I don't agree with the blip itself, mm-hmm. that that aspect what you just described was fascinating and very um, forward thinking and moving forward because if you got the technology, use it. That's the whole point of developing it and making it go more and more. But at the same time, I'm looking at the loss of humanity, like creativity, coming up with things like art, music, like you got AI drawing pictures, paint, creating what it was like, sneakers, creating all this stuff. Like I did one of those, but here's the thing. There's still a human involvement. I did an AI picture. It was yeah. very interesting. And it's like the way you work is you, it works is you take words, you write in words, things that you want to see, a group of words. I guess the more descriptive it is, the better. It yeah. scours the internet for these images. And then it constructs like, it makes a picture like, uh, for instance, I do I did Skyward and I just said Sky Pyramid and then with a, a, a cyberpunk theme and it made a pretty cool looking picture of Pyramid yeah. and the Sky with all this techno stuff. But like, there's still some human interaction involved in that process. Like it's... even if it's a horror movie, like a machines mm-hmm. are writing screenplays and stuff like that, surely a human must feed it some sort of data to to, like a palette if anything but i still have hope for human creativity as we're we are inspired like if a machine creates it may inspire us to create something as well yeah i don't know that's the only concern i have because i feel like because machines pretty much run our world for the most part not like (laughs) technology like devices and like when I see somebody having a bad day and I can like hey what's going on and like help them have a better day versus like I'm on my phone I totally ignore that person and that one little interaction I could have changed and then now it's going to get to a point where you just go to your phone for all that stuff or you go to some kind of device for all that stuff you know <laughs> if that saying? artificial like, intelligence that uh that Google had, if it's totally sentient, even if it's not, if it can convince people and make their days brighter, then yeah, they may go for an app and it may just like, yo, make you laugh or, or, or something along those nature. Yeah. And they, uh, tech is here to stay. Yeah, yeah, sure, of course. There's a lot of things that, that we don't like and there's a lot of great opportunities with it as well. But if you want to get in, it's still not too late to get into uh, to the tech industry. No, and the last thing else. Yeah, we had the last question. So, okay, you were intimating the thought of living abroad and working to get a break from America. So mm-hmm. we were kind of discussing. We we talked about us think of season two maybe or season one, but you know we're in 2022. We have a lot more capabilities than we had back then. So 
where would you want to go? Where would you feel most comfortable, you think, going? Um, a long time ago, it, it would have been Europe. Mm-hmm. But just now, recent events, the whole blip, and uh, I don't know. I think um, I would kind of lean more to the United Arab Emirates. One, I'm a desert type of guy. I had a blast in Death Valley. I loved it. And I love the climate, you know. But additionally, and I guess, you know, beards are respected there. And, you know, people who look like me got the little melanin is respected there. But <laughs> they also have the tallest building in the world. And as it is my uh, my current endeavor to, to build the tallest duty printed structure in the world, like, I want to see that. I want to experience uh, I believe the Burj Khalifa. So but yeah. at the same time, there's a tech hub there. I want to retain my American citizenship. But at the same time, you look at the timeline and you said it's scheduled. The empire is scheduled for decline. <laughs> and with that in mind, where do you think would be? Where would you hang out? I was thinking about this. It's really challenging because nowhere is safe um, in the sense that we're talking about who strings the puppets. Each country got somebody stringing the puppets. Um, me personally, I like to think I would probably like maybe Colombia or I did like Lisbon. I liked Portugal. I did like it there. Um, Stopping flew over Portugal, but I didn't really get that. It was beautiful from the sky. It was beautiful. It was just chill. I don't know how to describe it. I like that vibe there. Um, I did like Vietnam, but once again, they're more like authoritarian kind of like. I'm thinking in terms like that. Like, all right, if I'm leaving this. It gotta be something where it is liberal. Yeah, it's you a know little. What? I can little. I can tolerate it at least a little bit, you know, on that front. You know how geopolitics is changing my perspective on Skyward. Hmm. Okay. I really want it. I want our own sovereignty. Like mm-hmm. rather than have it built on land, I want that to be an island. One international waters where no one has jurisdiction mm-hmm. and then have our own sovereignty because when we go down the list and everything and i'm like that's <laughs> crazy well, you're pretty insane too it's like yeah i think i need a mega yacht slash island whatever with our, uh, our own sovereignty but that's down, that? that's down the road and work in progress yeah now I'm saying, could you imagine that? Like the Venus Project where they had all the homes built on the water, like mm-hmm. water colonies. Um, that's a great blueprint, actually. I'm glad it's we went It's plastic. There. It will float. Yeah. Um, it's just the ocean life, though. Uh, but I like what you're saying. You must yeah. master the But I, I, mean, I, I respect the tea as well. Yeah. Mm. But... You're right. Living abroad, I mean, what are what have been your experiences with talking? I talked to a guy. He's former Air Force. I think he's a diplomat in I don't know where he's at. Diplomat in South America somewhere. 
And I, it's, we go back and forth sometimes on Twitter about different topics. It's very interesting. He seems to enjoy living there versus being in America, but he really enjoys his profession. So um, what about other people you talk to that work, they're Americans and they work abroad and how, what have their experiences been um, outside, know, outside out of the military? Uh, shout out to Lamb. Yeah. Uh, my buddy, he's over in Qatar. And I'm not going to shout the outfit that he's working with, but um, he has been there for for, a few, for quite a few years and he loves it. Like, uh, I suppose one of the a few complaints with the, the Middle East is like, there's a hundred percent tax on alcohol. So it's like you pay double the price of Heineken. But beyond that, there's some little plus and minuses, but he likes it. And again, I am I get the idea because there are a lot of places or perhaps the best play part about being overseas is many places, I can't say all, they look past the whole racism, or at least for against black Americans. There are places where people sure. not look at you as a black man, they'll look at you as a man. Assuming you're a man, you're a woman I'm supposed to look at you as a woman. Or whatever yeah. you identify. Yeah, it's it's more like you're not common here. You're not common here, first of all, if you're American, Black American. And then the other yeah. part is you're not African because usually Africans are in those places. And hit or miss, they usually don't like Africans based on my experiences traveling abroad. Like they be like, they're they kind of mimic what it's like here. Probably they're pushing to this certain part of the town or city or whatever, um, it just varies. Like, I just remember the reaction at first when somebody would see me abroad and they think I'm African and until I talk. Then they, oh, you're American. And then it changes everything. So I was like, huh. Interesting. So I I've did had similar to encounters as, as well. Mm -hmm. But yeah. it's, uh, I don't know, me in Korea, I didn't experience racism in Italy there's you know well it was really Slovenia there's like a race related riot it's not yeah. sure. but like um Europe I really didn't ex experience any uh I didn't yeah. in all my travels I don't remember experiencing anything no Went to Canada, Vancouver, no problems. Went to Mexico, Puebla, Mexico, no yeah. issues. Um, but again, yeah, so it's like I, I highly encourage you know people of color, black people to travel. Like, yeah, 100%. get a different, get a different perspective on you know on how people perceive us. Not only that, if you're gonna live somewhere, really do your research on visas. Mm. On what it takes to live there, like uh, salary, um, plus and minuses, like you got to look at their governments, how they function, uh, look at other expats, that's what they call it, expats community that really lean on them because they live there. They can give you real life, like advice or stuff like that. And I heard um, Ludacris expatriated to a, a country in Africa. Uh, I, I would expatriate. I think it's Gabon or something like that. It might, that's where his wife is from. I don't know if I'm saying that right. I think it's Gabon. Uh, yeah, maybe Gabon. I, I'm not sure. Yeah. But uh, I don't think I would expatriate unless it's like 
I would really want to see that country's books. Like, what, what, what do you got on your book? How much gold you really got in your book? But, um, but then we can't I, say that about Fort Knox because from what I hear, yeah. it's now I guess the other concern I would have is if there is unrest and stuff like that. Hey, dude, how do pretty, you get out? Well, not only that, you're pretty defenseless. That's the mm-hmm. one thing we have here that we probably won't have there is we have the right to bear arms. Over there, give or take wherever you're at, you're kind of at the mercy of your environment. Yeah, and that's why I was like, that was my biggest, not argument, but when I, I have that discussion, I'm like, yeah, that's cool, that's cool, and that's cool, but can I have my, uh, retain my firearms? And most of the time, it's no. There are some countries where they do permit their citizens to uh, bear arms. Like, it's very few. That's Switzerland. Switzerland, I was going to say, Switzerland seems to be very liberal. Yeah, but they, they are, but it's very strict standards. On, mm. But everybody can bear arms. Everybody is allowed to have firearms. I don't know how many, but I know they can I would probably put them on my list. I'm, I'm curious to see how if they're being all authoritarian, but yeah, Switzerland, I'd put them on there. I like, Luxem- I like Luxembourg, I'd put, put them yeah. on there Yeah, Luxembourg well. would be a nice little spot. <laughs> you know, bro. Yeah. But, uh, you went there, right? I've been through Luxembourg. Because I didn't go there, yeah. But I know that's something that's not spoken about, but like everything's there, like low-key. It's a very small country. It's a, it's yeah. a country in a country. It's very small. Yeah. Um, we're over an hour on our time. What else we got on on the? That's on it. The rundown? That's pretty much well, it right here. Yo, bro, it's always a pleasure. This is us hanging out and discussing ways to upgrade America. <laughs> Hope you all have a, a blessed and, and grateful day. If you ever want to know anything about tech, I'll um, do my best to, to hook y'all up. Peace. Peace. Shout out, IG. Alley Cat.